But we're here for the happy hour open mic. This is actually a special I Love Mutiny Valentine's Day spectacular where we're just sort of messing around here with the list and numbers and thanks for donating and all that kind of great stuff. We're going to be doing sets. When you hear the horn, means you have a minute. So polish up that turd and wrap it up. Just kidding. You guys are all great. I'm really excited about the people that are in the room tonight. Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm going to be hosting back here for a while until, unless someone else wants to be a host or whatever. I, we're, we're fine. It's going to be a fun night. Um, hey, I'm excited. We've got three real audience members at an open mic. That, I think, is impressive. So, hooray. We're listening today in the fills to Elliot Racine. It's called Curiosity. He's very funny, and uh, we're just going to be playing him in the fills. So, here we go. Your first comedian of the night. He's a joy and a wonderment. He actually hosted the underwear show on last year's Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and it was smoking hot. He's a smoke show, everyone. I just learned what that term meant, smoke show. I thought it was a bad thing, but it's actually a good thing, I guess. So, um, yeah. All right, everybody, put your hands together for Gary Hughes. Appreciate it. All right. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. I guess. Um, it's 2020, and some older black women are still like in awe by interracial relationships. Uh, I get bashed on a lot by older black women, cause uh, you know. And uh, <laughs> my sister on my father's side, her mother used to say to me. Your mama black, your daddy black, get a black woman. And I hated that. And that logic is like irrelevant. Like, you can use that for anything. Like, your mama black, your daddy black, buy a black car. <laughs> your, mama da- your mama black, your daddy black, get a black phone. Get black shoes, your mama black, your daddy black. It's like, that doesn't go anywhere. Because they came from such an ge- older, like a different generation where they could not... Well, not that they could not, but they just never dated outside their race. Because they were just, I'm, a, I'm about to make this more depressing than it has to be. So, I'm just going to skip that part. Funerals. Why are people considered, why are they so worried about what they write on tombstones? I don't get it. Um, tombstones are like, they're like dating profiles, just put in past tense. They're like, hey, this person used to fish. They used to have walks on the beach. And they used to be a father and a husband. They used to, it's, it's so bad. Come on, I have my brother. My brother, he's, he's been in the ground. He's been in the dirt for like a year and a half. My mother, she's so worried because she doesn't have nothing on the, on the plaque. There's nothing on there. She's like, I'm trying to figure out what should I put. I was like, just put his name and the dates. That's it. Like, you don't have to put no Maya Angelou poem, none of that shit. Because it's, it's really, it starts off for like $500 and it just goes up from there. I saw one with a ellipsis on it. It was like, here lies, dot, dot, dot. You know, we can, we can get the rest of the money for this. I was going to talk about Valentine's Day, but I don't want to. Who came up with naked sushi? White people, are plates and banana leaves not enough for you? You know, like you can't just eat off of, you don't have to eat off a person just to eat. I'm not a fan of sushi, and people hate that. People hate that. 
you're not a fan of sushi? I was like, yeah, I don't like raw food. It's just not a thing for me. Anybody had steak tartare? Yes. White people love steak tartare. <laughs> it's crazy. I saw my aunt, she, she, she's Belgian. I seen them doing that. She was like mixing up some meat and putting the seasoning. And I was like, oh, you about to make hamburgers? And they just started eating that shit. I was like, I thought you was about to make hamburgers. What you doing? You go eat it, what? And it was like, you don't know, you don't know, knock it till you try, you know. It's like, what? I don't care. I've never been shot before, but I know it hurts. <laughs> so I don't, and I don't want to get shot. It's like, there's no reason to eat steak tartare. Yeah, white people love like their, like, their steak seared. Tss, tss, and there's just blood dripping. Um, I don't know. What the, I, have, I had a, a lot of black and white comparisons. That's it. I just, I just I just compare black and white people all the time, all everyday life scenarios. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty healthy. It's a healthy thing to do because black people, you know, only white people that's like grew up in suburbs. Because when white people grow up in suburbs, you get bored. You just go. You read a book. You read Harry Potter, Goosebumps, Anamorphous, whatever you read. In a black neighborhood, when you get bored. You get into trouble, you're like, let's rob somebody. <laughs> Boredom like destroys the black community like crazy. <laughs> well, I was in summer school all throughout my grammar years, and not because I needed it. My mom was like, just so your ass don't get in no trouble. Because I always got in trouble. I, used to, I started smoking when I was in fifth grade. Not even, I didn't smoke anything, I smoked line paper. Like literal line paper, like rolled up med paper. Couldn't be no generic shit, you know? None of that shit off the truck that comes in the neighborhood and it's like, hey kids, we got school supplies. And like, I'm not smoking that shit. <laughs> I'm smoking that good, mad, stock card paper. There's levels to this shit. I know, I was jealous of the private school kids. They had that good illuminated paper, anyway. Um, <laughs> this is a huge taboo, but I don't know how much time I have. I'm just on here. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of like. No, I, I want. You gave me what I wanted. No, I, I know. <laughs> you gave me what I want. I was like, you guys want to just sit here and listen to me ramble? Like, no, <laughs> you guys don't want to hear that. I don't want you to hear that. I would have to pay y'all just to listen to me. All right, I tried to do this. I never, I never finished this joke. All right, there are four different types of McDonald's. There's one with all black employees, all white employees, all Asian employees, and all Hispanic employees. And I, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do with that. This is, it's definitely truth to that. All right, man. Hey, I hope you guys have a safe day. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Pam. Astute observational comedy from Gary Hughes. Yay! McDonald's, hooray. I don't, I think it's been, I can't remember the last time I ate McDonald's, but I do, I think that I don't eat there because I have a, I have a nostalgic memory with my grandmother eating Big Macs and in my brain and in my memory, the memory of eating a Big Mac is so much better than doing it in real life, you know? It's just, just the memory is so good. I'm gonna keep it that way. Your next comedian 
he, I like to pretend that he's um, the aborted son that I never had with my first husband who was black. So I like to pretend that he's actually my son, that my aborted ghost child went into his mom's uterus. And he's... <laughs> Put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. That was fucking hilarious, Anthony. For those listening at home, uh, Pam just described a black person and a white person came up on stage, which is what happens at every award show <laughs> in the United States. Um, so today's Valentine's Day as a stand-up comedian. I feel like all of us here try to find someone that makes us laugh, right? Someone has a similar sense of humor, or at least someone who like doesn't think everything that comes out of your face is fucking crazy. Um, First girl that ever made me crack up, uh, her name was Natalie. Uh, she was half Brazilian, half Colombian. She was really fucking cool, big old ass. First girl I ever had do uh, reverse cowgirl, right? Clearly my current girlfriend isn't here as I'm telling the story. But um, <laughs> she broke up with me in a very fucked up way. I Her birthday is January 26th and I wrote her a poem. And at the end of the poem, I asked her to be my Valentine. She responds on Facebook. She was like, hey, I've actually never liked you. I was never into you to begin with. I thought it was cool that you took me to cool parties and that we had sex, but I never had feelings for you ever. Like, it, it really hurt a lot. It was the first time I ever like really fell in love with somebody for their, like, their personality, and that shit was brutal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good now, though. Life is working out romantically, I think. That's the other thing about being in a relationship. Even if you think it's going fine, you never actually know if it's going fine. <laughs> it's really up to the other person to decide at any moment in time it could just end. What if it ended today? What if me and my girlfriend just broke up? That would fucking suck. <laughs> Spent all this money on this present. Anyway, um, the girl I had after that, uh, she was a black girl from Orange County. And um, we broke up because she asked me to buy her, I was 19 years old, she asked me to buy her a $300 purse, and she meant it. She was like, hey, can you buy me a $300 purse? She then texts her mom, sends a picture of it to her mom, her mom texts her back, Mike should buy it for you. Right then and there, I was like, yeah, I gotta get out of this. <laughs> the, the one joke I wrote about her is that, um, my girlfriend's black, but a lot of times I've dated white girls in the past, but my girlfriend's from Orange County, so her pussy still tastes like white privilege. <laughs> she didn't like that joke at all. Put it in a YouTube video and she was so upset. Because I kept seeing her all the time in class. Anyway, um, Girlfriend I had after that, she was Chinese, and this is a joke I've used many times before, is that if you're in an interra if you're in a interracial relationship and you like to do role play in bed, it gets racist real quick. Almost instantly, you can just draw from history to make whatever role play you want. So me and my Chinese girlfriend, I used to eat her ass and uh, recite lines from Rush Hour 2. Mm-hmm. I just want this guy to look at me as I do this. Just to grab her ass and go, Lee! She'd be up here like, Carter! 
Which, if you haven't seen Rush Hour, that's probably a really weird <laughs> moment for you. Uh, it was even weirder for my parents, though, because I lived at home when I used to do that shit, so they would be like, what the fuck is going on in the garage? <laughs> this is not Mike's homework. Originally, I had like two jokes with that, with like the Asian and, and black guy thing. It used to be like, you know, I'd walk into her room and she'd be like, don't rob my store, you know, but I didn't think that was as funny. <laughs> Thanks. That's how it goes. We're still doing all Valentine's material right now. Let's see how this works. Oh, yeah. Used to date white girls. Uh, the last white girl. I had sex with told me that she only fucks black guys, Mexican guys, and Muslim guys. And I was like, bitch, you are the government. <laughs> and that's my time, everybody. My name is Mike. Have a good night. Don't stop. No, you don't have to stop at four minutes. The, tonight no? is weird. Tonight this is, is weird. tonight is the tonight's the how much do you love Mutiny Radio? And I know that you love Mutiny Radio, love so Mutiny you Radio can just do more time. Keep going. Can you keep doing stuff? She's waiting for me currently. My girlfriend, we're about to go on a date. But, oh right, this very yeah. second. Did she just text second. you and say like, get to our date now? She's literally like a block away. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> can you can you tell us what you got her? Because I'm really interested. Uh, so we. You know, we did all these cool pictures uh, for Valentine's Day. It's hard to describe, but pretty much we did like this whole photo shoot that I paid for, uh, and it's it's very vintage. I didn't have to say I paid for it, right? Right. I, said, I, think, I think I said that like three times, huh? Really shows where my heart is. Did you shave your beard pretty for it, or did you just go like that? <laughs> no, it definitely looked like this. There's so many things she wants me to shave. <laughs> That's a funny joke. Thanks. Are you going to show us the pictures or why are you looking uh, at your phone? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm going to show you guys the pictures. <laughs> it's just for those listening at home. <laughs> oh, well. I, I hope that they were tasteful nudes, but that's just me. Oh, no. Well, all right. For those who can see, I, it's, it's, it's iPhone 8. I can't. If I had a projector, it would work better. But I'll tell more jokes for the second. Cool. All right. Um, shit, that was all my material for right now. Let's see. Uh, my penis. <laughs> what a what a penis it is. First time I ever touched my penis. <laughs> my big old penis. <laughs> what a penis it is. First time I ever jacked off was at my grandma's house. Um, it's pretty great. First place to do it. Uh, Second time I jacked off was actually at my parents' house. It was in my parents' bedroom, which they weren't there. Oh. <laughs> that would be really weird. Almost as weird as just watching their TV as I watch porn. Um, so my mom, I didn't know she was recording the TV all day. My mom records her soap operas on television in like little VHS form. So when I watch porn, like HBO on-demand porn, she saw exactly how I got there, what scenes I pressed pause on, which scenes I slowed down, rewinded to, slowed down again, rewinded to, slowed down again, and then just hit exit. Like I, it was pretty horrible. And I think the difference between my mom and my dad is how serious they took that situation because I didn't find out that this happened until that night, right? I was in my room sleeping. 
And um, my dad walks in like trying so hard not to laugh, right? He's like, Jesus Christ. Like, he was like, Mike, like, come, come talk to your mother. I'm like, right now? I'm like, I'm so tired, dad. And he's like, no, go fucking talk to your mom. And I go in there, my mom is a super Christian lady. She's just like, oh, she's like in tears. And like, it's weird to see like your mom in tears and your dad trying not to laugh. Like getting caught watching porn is the only scenario where those two things exist at the same time. And I just, I said, sorry. And my dad was just like, in our fucking bedroom? Like we have four TVs in the house. Why our bedroom? And it's because they have a nice rug. It was all bad. You know you watch too much porn once you find uh, the funniness in porn. Have you ever been watching porn and you just start cracking up? That's how you know you should stop. Like, porn doesn't serve comedic purposes. Like, it, sh it shouldn't. But it does when you're an addict. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, the other day I was watching porn and uh, you ever, like, you know, busted a nut and then you kind of just keep watching it just because you have the time or the depression, whatever, this really suits the moment. Um, so <laughs> this dude was coming on this girl's face at the end of this porn and she sneezes like on his dick, like at the same time, it like, like two forces combined, like, you know, like in Dragon Ball Z when they're like both powering at each other, it's kind of just, and so like <laughs> the dude was like, oh, you sneezed on my dick. And <laughs> and the girl was like, you came on my face, relax. Like, what? <laughs> and like, the whole, I was laughing because I was like, no one's saying cut. This is definitely not the part of the porno. Like, this was not written. There's no way a sneeze was integrated into the script because they don't write that well. Um, they don't act that well. It was a real sneeze. And I thought about it. I was like, to come and to sneeze at the same time, that's 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 amazing. Right? That's like that's a hell of a jinx, right? Just a chew. Ah! It was great. It was great. Well, it's enough about that. Um, I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend who doesn't know I talked about this tonight. Everybody have a good night. Mike Evans Jr. I'm so glad he was talking about moms and porns because we have a mom. We have a mom in the house tonight. We have the mother of your next comedian. She is here to laugh all night. I am so impressed that he's taking his mom out for Valentine's Day. That gives you like 400 points in any book that I was keeping score in that I'm not. But if I was, you definitely get some extra points. Put your hands together, everybody, for Daniel Lewis. <laughs> Thank you. Give it up for Pam. Hey, Pam. Pam looks great tonight for you listeners out there. She's got the, the red dress on for Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm dressed up for Valentine's Day, too. You can't tell. I've got a pair of those edible underwear on. You heard of those? I'm single, though, so just going to go home and eat them myself. Kind of great. <laughs> Yeah, I did bring my mom here. My mom's, I'm going to do all my dick jokes for my mom. That's going to be great. Yeah, right. She's sort of... Oh, I don't know, man. I was trying to get stories about my mom, you know. Like, I have one story about her, actually, uh, that I thought was funny. Uh, 
I was thinking, oh, what's funny about my mom? One time, she was bra- she quit smoking about uh, maybe 18 years ago, and she was bragging about it. Yeah, that's right. Give it up for my mom. She quit smoking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, about 18 years ago, she was bragging about it. She's like, yeah, I smoked uh, for 30 years straight before this. And I was like, I did the math. I was like, wait a minute. Does that mean you smoked when you were pregnant with me? And I swear, that's exactly what she did. She went, I cut down. <laughs> I guess, it was, yeah, only when she was out drinking, I guess. She'd have a smoke then, you know? <laughs> yeah. I myself am wearing one of those nicotine patches right now, yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to quit, actually. I'm trying to start. I figure, like, I don't want to start cold turkey, you know what I mean? I want to work my way up a little bit. Figure I'll chew the gum, then I'll really get going. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I've had a tough week, I'll be honest with you. found myself waking up depressed, just lay there in bed, just think, oh, God. I'm going to bother getting out of bed today. I hate this job. I hate these people. Life sucks, man. And I think about all those people out there, though. They're, like, currently battling terminal illness. And you know that they would love to have a week like I just had, just to have a regular week back. And it tells you a little something about perspective, right? Like, basically, how easily these dying people lose perspective on real life. You know? They get... They get so focused on this one thing, staying alive, they completely lose track of how shitty and demoralizing the whole thing really is. And that offends me. Pisses me off every day. Sometimes people say, uh, I can be my own worst enemy. And that's true. And I gotta tell you, man, that is, that is a terrible enemy to have right there. Because let's face it, more impressive people have a lot more impressive enemies when it comes down to it. <laughs> Like, try telling that, like, a superhero, for instance. Try telling that to Batman. You know what I mean? Like, Joker, Riddler, Two-Face. At best, Batman, no matter how hard he is on himself, and he is really hard on himself, at best, he's, like, his fifth worst enemy. If I'm your worst enemy, you're a fucking loser. That's all I'm saying. And that's me. Sorry, yeah. On that same note, yeah, I did, actually, it's a weird Valentine's Day. I just had a breakup not that long ago, long um, uh, relationship, five years, had a big breakup, yeah, and so that's been kind of tough, and and you know how, like, after a breakup, the woman will often go out and have, like, rebound sex with just, like, the biggest fucking loser she can find, Uh, well, that's that's the good news, because that's still me, so, uh, joke's on her. Mm. Anybody else find it uh, funny that that movie, Two Girls, One Cup, passes the Bechdel test? Do you know that thing? Yeah. They didn't talk about a man once in that movie. Absolutely. You know what's funny also? I was looking into that, uh, doing some research. And uh, the, the name of that movie is not actually Two Girls, One Cup. That's just what we call it. But it's a Brazilian film. And I guess the real title of it is, like, don't, don't shoot the messenger. The real title is Hungry Bitches, Volume 2. That's the real title of that movie in, in Brazil. Right? It's a sequel. That's why I was like watching. I'm like, this movie makes no sense because like I didn't see the original, you know. So I don't know what the, I don't know what they were doing. That happened with The Godfather for me too. It's funny though when like a movie gets a different title in another country like that. Like I heard that uh, uh, the movie Top Gun was called Love in the Skies in Israel, 
like when you translated it. And uh, Silver Linings Playbook uh, in like Germany was called uh, My Boyfriend's Crazy. That was the name of the movie. Like they always name it a very, you know, very, I don't know. It reflects the culture. Like recently I saw this when I went out, I was abroad and I saw the movie Get Out in Canada. Uh, and there they call it Leave Please. It's a very, it's a very Canadian thing. So I get, we're getting woke, you know, people, uh, people are getting canceled, like people tearing down statues and stuff, that's all happening. There's one I was reading about recently, it was this woman Kate Smith got canceled. Um, if you don't know who that is, it's her recording of God Bless America that's always played, that's no longer going to be played at Yankees games or Philadelphia Flyers at their games, uh, because somebody found out she recorded a racist song back in the 1930s. So she's canceled, and then... If this doesn't teach her a lesson, hopefully dying of old age in 1986 did, you know? <laughs> so I guess the whole idea is that like if, you, if we enjoy some of someone's work, but when their earlier stuff's problematic, you know, that's kind of hypocritical. So like I'm just kind of hoping that like our scientists behave themselves, you know? So we're going to find out that Alexander Fleming went as Jesse Owens to Halloween and no more penicillin, everybody. We'll have to do without. Let me see if I can fit one more in here. I just saw a Stranger Things trailer. Do you guys see that? Stranger Things 4 is about to come out. Yeah. I, don't, I wonder about this thing. I don't know. I'm like, how long can something go on before you can no longer call it a Stranger Thing? You know? Like, I'm sorry, but that's normal now. And this is kind of on you. Why don't you move out of that town? <laughs> They're not having that problem in East Hawkins. You want to know why they're not going to have a second season of that show Chernobyl? Everybody moved. <laughs> they're not idiots, right? I realize Hawkins, Indiana is not a rich town, but don't tell me you have less mobility than Ukrainians living under Soviet rule. There's no way. All right, thanks, you guys. Oh, just bump my nose. B before you go, I have some questions. I'm stealing that Caleb thing with the thing. First, um, why does your job suck? My job? Yeah, you see, you were like, Bleh. oh, I just made, I just, oh, it doesn't really, joke. okay, no, you're does, a liar, fine, it's... and who broke up with who? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I did the breaking up on You this broke one, up with yeah. her, oh, and then yeah. you're not allowed to complain about her on stage, then, well, I don't want to, I don't want to answer these questions, I want to, <laughs> I'm sorry, okay, she I did, don't mean, I <laughs> she cheated I on me, I lift the veil, I just was curious, everybody clap your hands together again for Dan Lewis, yay! <laughs> No, it's not that I don't want to answer the questions. I just don't want to demystify the jokes. You oh, know? okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. I pulled back the veil. I ruined everything. Yay. All right. Uh, hey, it's, it's nice. We have four real audience members here right now. Four actual people that are not comedians, and that's exciting. I think one of them is about to leave Dan's mom. Give your mom another piece of chocolate. Yeah, okay. Did your mom want another piece of chocolate? Yeah. yeah. Give, here. Give your mom. Okay, we've got, uh, no, I know you weren't complaining, you're fine. Uh, we've got chocolate back here, because it's Valentine's Day, yay! Um, let's bring up, uh, he's, uh, let's bring up your next comedian. He's so funny, and I uh, enjoy him every time I see him. I'm so excited that he's here to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Anthony Zaccaro! Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, I, uh, I started substitute teaching this year. Yes, they let me around children. Um, I have no idea why. I've never lied more on a resume in my life, and I've never gotten a job quicker than substitute teaching. That should scare all of you. Uh, I was in an improv club 
with someone who could not teach improv. So he would teach improv and then I would correct him teaching improv and I listed that as three years of teaching experience. <laughs> um, I use the improv though every day. You know how upsetting it is to be frustrated with a sixth grader because they don't understand this math problem and then to realize you both don't understand this math problem? Like that's, that is a new low for me. Um, these kids, they're, they don't, they don't give a fuck, man. They, uh, I've, I've been called Marv from Home Alone every day so far, every day, which is a weird way to realize that that movie is still a classic. Uh, that's great to hear, but not in that way. Um, I got called Megamind by a kid. Uh, I had to I had to Google that one, but that's 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 okay. Uh, some second grader the other day was like, "Can I call you Lion King?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, you can call me Lion King." I don't know which character is Jewish, but you can you can definitely call me Lion King. I think the hyenas are definitely Jewish. Um, but uh, yeah, these this kid uh, the other day he said uh, to another kid, "I'll slap the juice out your box, bitch." Which I I offered for him. You'd be, you need to be an AP English with that with that level of with that level of prose. I'll slap the juice out your box, bitch. Oh man, because as as a comedian, like some of the things they say are absolutely hilarious on paper, but I can't laugh like in person. Uh, so these kids, they're brutal, man. Like this girl had a, a seizure in the uh, cafeteria, right? She had a seizure, and since all of these kids are online gaming like fiends, they kept on saying that her connection was bad. <laughs> they they were like, oh yeah, that, that bitch was lagging. Like, it was, I, I was like, what? These kids are all psychopaths, man. They're all psychopaths. Like, my generation is, like, in the 70s, we had serial killers. My generation, we have mass shooters. I am so scared for what's next. <laughs> I have no idea what's next with these, with these children. This girl almost died from a seizure, and they were just like, she was fucking lagging, bro. She needs to check her connection with God or something. <laughs> That uh, was so upsetting. Um, and the hardest part is I don't know any of these kids' names, and they know that. So I was teaching at a school in Oakland, and then these, uh, these two girls were like sixth grade girls. They were clearly best friends. It is not, there is no clearer example of best friends than two sixth grade girls. They're giggling, laughing. One girl takes a calculator, chucks it across the room with Hawkeye accuracy, hits a kid in the forehead, right? I ask her friend, hey, what's her name? So I can write it down and get her in trouble. She goes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know her name. And I'm like, oh, that's right. None of these kids are snitches. None of, the, none of them are snitches. That's your best friend. I, my mistake. Um, at a white kid, they're like, Trevor did it. At a, at a white school, they're like, Trevor, it was Trevor. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's crazy. My notebook, though, is like very incriminating right now because I'm preparing for my next rap battle. Hold your applause. Um, and uh, so if you don't know what rap battles are, it's two guys rhyming different ways to kill each other, basically, at each other. Just uh, I'm going to use this gun and point it at this body part and pull that trigger. That's, that's all most battle rap. And I'm no different. Um, I, I talk about killing people all the time when I battle rap. Um, but yeah. 
so I have those lines written in my notebook. Plus, since I don't know any kids' names, here's what I have. I have a two-column list with descriptions, physical descriptions of kids' names with check marks next to them with the titles good and bad <laughs> in my notebook. That's not good at all. If anyone finds that, they're just like, okay, this kid was, that's weird. He was bad once and then good later. Oh, he improved. That's, and looking like this, that is a, that's a bad thing. That is a very bad thing. Um, but yeah, I, I realized uh, that I am the least likely person to get away with murder for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, being this hairy, uh, I have, my DNA is in every room I've ever been in, no matter how long I've been there. My, I, have, I have hair on the scene of the crime in that place. Also, I sweat extremely easily. I sweat extremely easily. Uh, a great example of this is when I was in college and I would wake up late for a test. I would kind of speed walk slash run to the test and uh, a girl once asked me, is it raining outside? Um, and it, there was a window next to the class, perfectly sunny. Uh, I, was, I was dripping that bad, and not in the good way, not in the swag way. Uh, that's more, more battle rap seeping into my comedy. Uh, but yeah, so that interrogation room is north of 70 degrees. I'm going to jail, for real. Also, I, am, I shake all the time. Keep that in mind. I shake all the time. Without a body in my crawl space, I look nervous. To put that into perspective, this is my favorite thing to do, and I still look nervous, right? <laughs> so in an interrogation room, I am, not, I am not holding up. Also, I realized that the only time white men get profiled by the police is when their wife goes missing. That's, that's literally the only time that they get looked at by the police. So that's why if my girlfriend does anything even remotely risky, I have my alibi on lock already, right? The other day she went in for surgery, wanted me to come with her. Fuck that. No, that's a, that's a trap right there. I spent the whole day taking selfies with our chief of police, right? That is, that's airtight. That is airtight right there. The other day uh, she wanted me to go on a hike with her. Nope. Hell no. She takes a slip. I go down for that. We both go down for that. Um, but yeah, so she went for a hike. I said no, and I spent the whole day blindfolded on Facebook Live. Uh, that's, that's, that's airtight. All right, thanks, everybody. Anthony Zaccaro, wait, questions, question. Anthony Zaccaro, I have a question for you. Will, will you battle rap for us for just a second? Will you just give us a couple lines? Just give us a taste, Anthony Z. Let me, let me let me see what I have. Um, uh, this is this is a bad G Gary. Oh, so I'm actually going to be doing a podcast. Gary's going to be the first guest on because we both love battle rap. Battle rap is a very strange, very niche subculture that I don't share with anybody. So so what uh, you you had forty two thousand listeners. This is perfect. Um, so, forty five. Okay, my bad. Because this forty five. Okay, see, I'm already in it. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, let's do let's do some gun bars, right? I was talking about that. Let's do some gun bars. Where where am I? Where are my gun bars? Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, I, all I. Oh yeah. All I have are all I have are punchlines. Hold on. Uh, all I have are punchlines. Um, I could never imagine in a million years that you would bat. I can't wait to see this because hey, I'm, like I'm I'm arguably two and zero. Oh. Look it up. I'm uh, I'm, I'm debatably two and zero. Oh. I I I beat the first guy hella bad. That was embarrassing for him. But his name his name is Vin Dog with two G's. Like learn learn how to spell first. Um, I really uh, where 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 are my bars? I just have too many bars. Um, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy, he'll snitch for no fucking reason. He got excited when he heard girls say it was cuffing season. Uh, see? Uh, what else? What? <laughs> this, see, these, these are not going to work because they're all specific for one person that none of you have seen. Um... To, uh, okay, he looks like Gary if Gary was broke. Okay, if Gary if Gary was broke, made horrible decisions. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I, I was just gonna say that he looks like an unlockable character in a video game, and I was just gonna leave it at that. Um, I th all of these are just wa watch the battle. It'll be better than this. All right. Good night, everybody. Yay, Anthony Zagaro! Give gold for him. Yay! Yay, and then yay! Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan's mom. Have a great show at Milk Bar. That's super exciting. Oh, Cole Chapman's here. I love Cole Chapman. Yay. Um, time is weird tonight. We don't know. There's. It's. We're just giving people time. Thanks for being here. Do you want to? Um, Cody's coming in. He's chomping at the bit. Do you want to? How about you and Vishal get up on stage, and I want you to Rosham to see who goes next. Yeah. Two out of three. Wow. Vishal and Cody up on stage. You guys got to Rosham for it. Why? Why? Because I want you to. You do you, you don't but now you you just want to let him go? You don't want to Rochambeau with him? You have so you have no competitive spirit whatsoever. No. Uh, I know I'm gonna win, so I'm just Okay, we'll we'll just let him go. Okay, everybody. He's throwing scissors every time. You can win this. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. He's a handsome man. He's got style. They call it Steez. Put your hands together for Vishal Cole! Yay! Yeah! All right. What a what a way to come up, man. Just uh, kind of sagging on stage like a limp dick. All right. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm happy to be here, guys. Um, it's uh, Valentine's Day. Y'all fucking, dude. Y'all fucking. Good. I'm happy for you, dude. That sounds really fun. Um, you like dirty talk, man? Do you dirty talk with your hand? I don't know. Love it. Yeah, do you guys dirty talk? You fuck with it? Cool. Okay. Interesting thing about dirty talk to me, I don't understand, is like it must. Dirty talk must have been around for forever, right? But like, we didn't always sound like this, you know. Did it sound different, you know? Like in the twenties, was it just a whole lot of yeah, baby, come for me, see? <laughs> the woman's there. She's some like wisecracking flapper doing the Charleston, you know? She's getting fucked, going like, you want to get between these knees? That would be the bee's knees. <laughs> she sounds like my grandmother <laughs> mickey mouse and shit um so i uh i went to uh, india recently i went to india and i was at an indian temple looking at the indian gods and my brown people are like the type of brown people where we can draw our gods and i was looking at them and i just had a thought i was like wow why are my gods so not cute you know what I'm talking? Do you guys know the Indian gods in here? Like, just you kind of know them. Okay, uh, if you don't know, you know we got some like a lot of the gods. Uh, the man gods definitely have like uh, man titty fat. That's like a common recurring theme. They're kind of chubby. We have a, a notable god that has an elephant head. Very not cute stuff. Uh, and I and like the Western gods definitely not that way at all. You know, like Jesus always comes with a six pack. He was definitely just malnourished, but. Uh, I have a theory as to why uh, my people did this. It's because we lack self-confidence, you know? I'm just imagining them coming up with these gods going like, okay, I made the god. This is what he looks like. He looks like a dude. He has a six-pack. He has a good face. Uh, any suggestions? Yes, uh, you have to give him a belly like the rest of us. Just make him look bad like the rest of us. Come on. <laughs> 
Okay, I gave him my belly. Anything else you would like to change? Yes, the face. Look at everyone here. We have big ears, big nose. Give, give him an elephant head. Make it so ugly. <laughs> my people lack self-confidence, bro. Quick, uh, what number did Indians invent? Shout it out if you know it. Zero. Zero, that's right, dude. I made a number for you. Here you go. What does it mean? Nothing. It means nothing like me. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Hell yeah. I need that. <laughs> uh, I watched a lot of cartoons growing up. It is, But it's a weird thing when you find out that uh, some of the cartoons from your childhood are like still going on 20 years later. Like, are they still keeping those plot lines going? Like, have they grown up with us, you know? Like, at this point, like, the Pokemon trainers, like, they must have stopped catching Pokemon and started catching STDs, right? Like, <laughs> I choose you, HPV. <laughs> Not much of a choice, you know? Like, what is Dora exploring now? Her sexuality? <laughs> you know, you can only explore so many caverns before you get curious. Yeah. <laughs> Hola, my name is Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I just want to say that Boots and Backpack and I are in a relationship. The word of the day is polyamorous. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just at what point? I just got to know, like in the Muppets. Like when is Kermit going to expose <laughs> Miss Piggy for what she's done, you know? I can just imagine that interview now. Hi-ho, this is Kermit the Frog here. Uh, Katie Couric, I just want to say that, you know, for the longest time, I felt like it was my fault because, as you can see, I am not wearing any clothes. Uh, she made me feel like I was asking for it. <laughs> that's my Kermit. Uh, could use some work on that, but that's fine. Um, thank you very much. It fits the brand. <laughs> Uh, so I was a, I was a fat kid. I was a very fat kid growing up. Very interesting thing. Like, uh, you know, a lot of weird things come with being a fat kid, like role models back in my day, like other kids used to look up to like Barry Bonds and Beyonce. We fat kids had the Burger King and Wendy to look up to. Um, I, I wasn't like, uh, it wasn't all bad though. Like I was very popular. I was the most popular kid to pick on <laughs> from everyone else. Uh, I would just stand there being like, hey, kids, there's enough of me to go around, all right? Tell me how good my tits look, all right? <laughs> uh, very, could be tough going, uh, being a fat kid, though. Like, going to the beach was very tough. Like, no one wants to be the fat kid at the beach running around, tits a-juggling. <laughs> you know, you just stand there. I would get, like, I was so lumpy and brown, I would get confused for an elephant seal. <laughs> Worst case, dude, what if I got adopted by the herd? Next thing you know, I'm on exhibit at SeaWorld. I'm just standing there like, Mommy, Daddy, save me. Shut up, boy. You're one of the seals now. Your name is New Shamu. <laughs> uh, what else do I got? Uh, oh, uh, I can't read what I wrote. Okay, um, I'll do a different thing. Uh, so uh, I uh, I had a, on, on brand with the, the love theme, I had an STD scare recently. Guess what day I had it on? I'll give you 365 guesses. <laughs> No, I had it on val I, today, Valentine's Day. I had an STD scare, uh, which is uh, which is interesting. You know, I thought I was single, but uh, it turns out I would have a companion for life. <laughs> I, but it worked out. But I, I was very scared when I found out. I was very scared when I found out. It's a weird thing when you like got to go through that whole process. You know, like the first thing that went through my mind was like, I am like, a, okay, I'm a Brahmin. That is like in the the Indian caste system. That is like the top caste. That's like the kappa kappa gamma of Indian castes. Um, and uh, I, I found this out, 
uh, and I was just thinking like, wow, I am the first uh, Brahmin in thousands of years to have ever have gotten an STD. I've just let down a whole lineage. Uh, do I lose my reincarnation privilege? What do I become in my next life? Okay. Yeah, this part needs more jokes, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I was thinking also, like, uh, what would I tell my parents, you know? What would that conversation be like? Mom, Dad, I might have an STD, but I just want you to know I'm still a virgin. They're very traditional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would just be like, well, uh, we believe all the other lies you tell us, so we'll take it. Uh, I, I went to the doctor. Turns out I do not have one, though, but it's, like, a very weird thing how uh, quickly I became a fiend again. Because, like, before I was like, yo, I'm never going to have sex again. I'm going to be a good boy. Afterwards, I was like, thank you so much, nurse. By the way, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> I just got to stop by and pick up this cream. But, like, I know a good spot right around the CVS we can go to. I, okay, I learned a lot today. Uh, some of those jokes were new, and I de they definitely need more jokes. Cole Chapman, what do you think, man? Thank you, brother. All right, that's all I needed. Thank you so much, Pam. Questions? Wait, questions? 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 Go ahead. We're going to clap for you in a second. Uh, my question is, didn't they abolish the caste system? Yeah, I want to I wanna write a whole bit about it. Uh, but essentially, it's like abolished but not abolished. Like people, when you do like arranged marriages and stuff, it's like a big thing if you try to marry within the caste. Uh, people know what their caste is, but it's not supposed to affect you. Like, it's, there's kind of a, an affirmative action thing for the lower caste going on, too. That's, uh, that's, it's that's stupid, cool, yeah. interesting stuff, though. No, no, yeah. it, it is. And I, I mean, it'll give you an opportunity to double down on being pretentious if you want. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So I'm sorry. That was, but I think you're, that was a really funny set. Everybody, I'm sorry. That was mean. I didn't mean to be mean. I meant to be funny. I meant to be funny, and it came off as mean, but that yeah. was, okay, I'm sorry. I'm the nice guy of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Put your hands together okay, for Vishal Call. Yay! <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Hey, it's Chris Rocky, everyone. Hey, Chris Rocky. Yay, Chris Rocky. There is a Bernie party going on on Mission Street at the Bernie offices. Use the microphone. Use the microphone to tell oh, people things. Party at Bernie's house. Hmm? Bernie's house. Um, on Mission uh, Street. Mission at, at, in between 18th and 19th. Exactly. It was used to be a rug store, and now it's the Bernie headquarters. Across from the comic book store, there's going to be a party, a band, food. It's going to be fun. Really? Food for Bernie? Oh, cookies and stuff. Oh, cookies and stuff. I like cookies. Uh, what time does it start? Like now? It's starting at 7.30. Oh, 7.30. Hey, everybody, uh, go support Bernie because uh, he's the only candidate that will save us. Oh, yeah. Go, Bernie. Yay. Yay. Not that we're getting political or anything up in here. Oh. Uh, I actually, I enjoy your next comedian, some of his political jokes. Throws it back to World War II jokes, yo. Um, he's a really funny guy. I like how he's growing his hair out. Like, it's, he's really embracing that skateboarder vibe. Put your hands together, everyone, for Cody Abe. And I laugh it away. The song that you're hearing with all of its parts. Oh, my. How's everybody doing tonight? This is a good night. We got a bunch of comics, right? We had this some guy from the desert or whatever. He looked like my former Latin teacher. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> it's the mu it's old white guy with mustache, and I feel like that's every Latin teacher uh, in the history of the world. Um, I don't know. Are you guys feeling good though? Kinda. I'm I'm feeling actually amazing because I just I actually just got promoted. Um, yeah, after years of hard work. 
and determination. Uh, I'm glad to say that I'm now second in command of the Yakuza. Yes, that's what I am. Uh, they said I couldn't do it. He has no tattoos. Where is he going in life? Top of the Yakuza. Still, I can do it. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I'm glad that worked. Uh, but, uh, but people, like, this guy came up. I told that joke, and this guy came up to me. He's like, dude, aren't you afraid that if the Yakuza hears that, they're going to send a hit squad out on you? And I was like, uh, the Yakuza listens to my comedy? That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I would love if they heard that joke. Um, uh, yeah, but... Uh, dude, I, I don't have any tattoos. I want to get one. I want to get a tattoo. I want to get some uh, kanji on, on my leg or something like that. But I'm just afraid that like if I get that, I can never go to Japan ever, just in case I, they do think that I uh, don't speak Japanese. Because I, I, I'm, I'm so afraid that it's going to be the wrong thing. Uh, like I want to get something that says like perseverance. But I know that uh, I, I just have this irrational fear that someone's going to prank me and then it's going to say like dog shit or something like that just right on my right on my thigh or something um i uh yeah my name is cody uh, i don't know if you heard pam my name is cody uh not a i'm, I'm actually very proud of my name uh it's it's i, I love it i um i didn't choose it but uh you know i earned it in a game of cornhole <laughs> that's a stupid one about how Cody's a white name uh, for white guys. I don't have a pro I don't have the problem of, of people being like uh, racist to me for my name because it's like, oh, you're Cody. Like, how do they how do they fucking make that into like any Asian stereotype? I bet Cody fucking plays foot or play, doesn't play football or something like that. I don't know. I didn't write a joke for that part. Okay, let's start again. New bit. Fucking right up. I uh. Uh, I went on vacation recently. I went. I went to visit uh, my family in Hawaii. I was born and raised in Hawaii, uh, and every time I go back, it gets more and more gentrified. And uh, what I mean by that is that every time I go back, there's just like more and more boba shops popping up every, like everywhere. I don't know if you guys know what boba is. Uh, you do. Um, I'll explain it. Yeah, it's, it's basically where, where like it's an Asian beverage where you take tea, you put tapioca in it, and then you trick white people into thinking that it's good. Uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible drink to. It. I don't want to eat a beverage. <laughs> it's not. It's not something that I want to. I don't. It's not a, the most efficient way to consume a beverage at all. I. Uh, I recently uh, finished a show. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter where, but I I, uh, I I did a show, and then after the show, somebody came up to me, and then they were like, oh, that was a great job. You're the first Asian I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, really? Like, that's That seems like it'd be a hard thing to do. Uh, I, she, she seemed very genuine, so I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to indulge her a little bit. I was just like, "Oh, that's that's great. Uh, did you like did, like what 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 about my Asianness is new to you?" And she's like, "Well, you you are Asian, aren't you?" And it was very accusatory, as if, as if to say like 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 I know you talked about Asian the Asian things the whole time on your set, but uh, you might just be a fan of the culture, and I'm not sure I need to test you on this. <laughs> It was a it was a wild situation. Like I knew what she, I like, 
I, I later deciphered what, like, she, she obviously meant you're the first Asian I've ever seen, like, do comedy or, like, on stage or something like that at this show or something like that. But that doesn't, it, it, and the, I, I want to cancel her. <laughs> She's, she deserves to be canceled. People have been canceled for worse things that they haven't said or that they meant but they didn't say. Um, I don't know. I, uh... I, uh, I I I recently I recently went back home as I said and I uh, I I visited my my high school for like a reunion type thing and uh, it brought back some pretty terrible memories of being in high school like uh, I was in a jazz band uh, to pick up girls um, which if you and you know if you know anything about jazz uh, no one cares about jazz at all uh, it's not. It's like no one, no one goes to a jazz. No one sees like a jazz concert poster and goes like, "Wow, I bet someone there is gonna fuck me real good." They're <laughs> they're gonna be. They, they look at it like, "Wow, that jazz poster uh, looks very nice today." I don't know. It's it's not it, being in a jazz band doesn't. I played the guitar. I thought that was the sexiest instrument in the jazz band. Uh, but it, it's not because no one notices you. <laughs> you never notice a jazz guitarist because, because the saxophone guy is always right there stealing the thunder. You know, just fucking on like doing the crazy shit. Um, it, it's him and the and usually like the like the conductor or whatever of the jazz band uh, that that. No, this is too inside baseball for this is too inside sheet music for you guys. Um, I. Uh, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, oh shit! I uh, I uh, I went to get my car registered, uh, and I previously I'd been driving around with a car that needed to be registered in October of 2019. Uh, so I've been driving about like five, four months ish, uh, like illegally, uh, and I, I went there. And I, I gave them my paperwork and all that kind of stuff. And I, I actually, um, I got my car registered and they gave me the plates. And so I went outside, but they didn't have the tools to take off the the license plate thing. So uh, I'm still driving around illegally. And if anybody has uh, a power drill, I would appreciate it if you would lend it to me. Actually, that part's... <laughs> all right, that's my time. I don't have any questions for you. I was going to ask what instrument you played, but then you told us that it was the guitar. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, Do you I still fuck, play guitar? Man. Why aren't you in a band now? Uh, that's, a be, th that's a cool thing. Because every com comic wants to be a musician. Every musician wants to be a comic. Oh. I I yeah, I didn't know that I didn't know you played an instrument. I'm I've written a bunch of songs for a death metal punk comedy band. All the songs are funny, but it's also death metal. I have a drummer and a bass player, but I don't have a guitar person. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. We'll talk. I don't, we uh, won't. It's uh, I mean, just, I just really a I've always wanted to be in a band. I wrote a bunch of songs. Whatever, it's fun. Everyone wants to be in a band, Pam. Yes. Yeah, I guess. I wish we could do live. Everyone band wants friends. <laughs> Everyone wants friends. Well, thank you, everybody. Clap for Cody Abe. Thanks for being here. Thanks for giving me money for stuff, and that's great to keep the doors open. 
Uh, no, seriously, thanks for being here. Uh, at any time, if you ever want to make us be cooler, like take pictures and post it to our Instagram or just follow us on Instagram. It's uh, Mutiny Radio SF. I don't understand Instagram. I just keep posting things. I don't know what it means or how, what it, any of it. But also there's a new open mic that I am starting at Wazima with Sam and um, it's team comedy. And so we're going to be booking people and you do 10 minutes between two comics and you divide it up any way you choose. And you can either do stand up or you can write a play or you can sing a song. You have to do 10 minutes though together. There's two microphones. You can like step, you could do whatever you want. Really. You could have one person just stand there and the other person do 10 minutes of comedy and just some other person could mime. I don't know. Be creative. So it's going to be four teams every week that'll do 10 minutes and then there's nine open mic slots and it's free and it and it's at a really cool dive bar on Divisadero called Wazima and they also have really good Ethiopian food which is weird oh and Billie Holiday performed there like back long 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 ago so please come and support that new room that I'm going to be putting together thanks so much Cody for being here enjoy the rest of your sets tonight uh cool hey is this Christopher guy are you feeling comfortable bro you want to do it Definitely not. not yet not yet <laughs> Come on. Come on. Are you sure? Do you want to wait a couple more? Or do you want to try it? You're going to do it. Everybody, put your hands together. He's new. He's rad. It's Christopher. First time. So the first time that I had sex was um, with my male cousin. So I'm hoping this goes a little bit better. Uh, One of the... And I didn't write anything down, and that's definitely something I need to do. Uh, so I'll start with food. My um, very favorite food is a veggie burger with bacon. And mostly I like it because it's balanced. But I've been through a bunch of different type of food types, like vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian. Um, I've landed on flexitarian. Flexitarian's good because you're... You know, you can just kind of mirror whoever you're at. Why they're digging on a bunch of tartar, you're good. You want goat's milk, that's okay. But one of the things that when I think about food is um, vegan breastfeeders. I think vegan breastfeeders struggle. Because I have two kids. I didn't breastfeed them. Baby's mama did. But I was definitely pro-breastfeeding. Vegans don't like taking the stuff, the the eggs and the milk from... So, the last support group I went to on this topic, um, they told me to leave because I was white and male. So that's all I have there. Um, In terms of food, I'm not a big uh, masticator. I drink Soylent. Probably three a day. Soylent is like a insure, you know, like a just a drink. Um, I don't know. I don't really have too much. I um, have been struggling getting out of bed, and I've listened to this probably two weeks now, like under the covers. Like this is what they do. Like you can go do it. So like. Pam, you're at, I've met you a couple times, but like you're kind of like famous in my house. Like, oh, there's like that's Pam. Like she's she's Pam, because I live very close, like 24th, 24th and Cap. So um, I'm glad I'm actuating myself uh, up on stage. 
And I think I'm going to close with um, thank you. Goodbye. Christopher! Yay! Yeah, consent-based milk. It's genius. They're, um, I prefer non-consensual, non-consensual based milk, breast milk. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love drinking. I love milk. That was great, Christopher. Everybody, clap your hands. See, people listen to Mutiny Radio like real people, and <laughs> they come and hang out. It's so weird. Well, now you're not. You used to be a real person, and now you're a stand-up comedian. So you have officially, you have no soul, and you're one of us, one of us. You come out and waste your life. Sometimes I don't know that the one thing that's good, we... This is a no alcohol zone here uh, because in the past we, we used to be a little bit nutballs. Um, but it's... Uh, well, if it, if it doesn't look like a duck or quack like a duck, I don't know if it's a duck. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, what I was going to say about... Uh, I can't remember now. Crap. And I'm sober, too. That's so that's so funny that I'm, I've been sober for like 14 days now, which is, which is um, kind of... I know, right? This is the longest I've been sober. No, no, oh no, a caffeine, are you kidding, I, you want me to, I'm not a, I'm not a nun, I'm not a monk, no, I've definitely been smoking weed and, and, uh, drink, and drinking coffee, but I'm not drinking alcohol, which is, you know, it's interesting, but it, it hasn't been that rough, but I was gonna say something and affect you, I don't remember anymore, whatever, we're at the happy hour, yay, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, it's an exciting day, if anybody wants Seas Candy, we have tons of Seas Candy in here, I can bring it out and we'll pass it around, uh, that was great, Christopher from around the corner came hey your next comedian um hunter are you chomping at the bit kelvin had to leave and i didn't know and i was like oh no it's a wrap you want it you ready hell yeah all right uh your next comedian he's helping out with the mutiny radio comedy festival put your hands together for hunter's dare Yeah, I'm gonna be real quick. I um, I'm hella married, and it's Valentine's Day, and I I should not be here. I actually already said that I left. So, uh, anybody else in here married? Yeah. 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 So you and me. What? How old are you? Forty-four. Okay. So it. Here's the thing. Millennials, right? They're allergic to even the idea of marriage. I'm I'm 31. I'm 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 solidly millennial. You know, in, in terms of all throughout history, 31 is an absolutely appropriate age to be married. You know, 30. even even like much younger, right? But like you ask a millennial if they're married, they give you this look like you just asked them, "Hey, you want to use this butt plug that I just found on the grounds <laughs> in the tenderloin? It's gritty." Welcome to the show, guys. Um, but yeah, marriage, you know, it was just the right time in my life. Like, I, I had been with my girlfriend before uh, for like five years. We owned a place together and everything before I broke up with her and married the person that I'm talking about right now. That was that was the right decision. Um, she's great. My wife is great. There's a lot of great things about her. She's a super free spirit. She has a really good imagination. But um, I think probably her sexy Colombian accent is the best thing about her. Um, she's got the kind of accent where, man, like I'll give you an example. Um, she was on the phone one time on speakerphone with, uh, the uh, salesman at the Walnut Creek Toyota dealership. And I could hear him hit on her telephonically. Like he had never seen her before. He hit on the sound that her vocal cords made when they slapped against each other. 
You know, like this is literally what he said. He said, yeah, yeah. This is toward the end of the conversation. Yeah, you should definitely come on down. Uh, I would love to give you a test drive. You sound like somebody that I um, could, that, well, I, that I'm, we would have fun. Whoa. First of all, hella smooth. <laughs> Second of all, sounds like the Walnut, if he's any indication, it sounds like the Walnut Creek Toyota dealership has a really healthy workplace culture, right? Sounds like he's a real culture carrier, gonorrhea. Um, third of all, is he the Dos Equis man from 2006 to 2016? Because that was hella thirsty. <laughs> Hashtag stay thirsty, my friends. Um, yeah, sure, I'll talk about this. Uh, this is a, friend, a story that a friend of mine uh, told me. By a friend of mine, I mean a stranger that I eavesdropped on in the sauna. Uh, really great story. I, I, I was wrapped. Um, he was talking to his buddy about how he went to New Orleans, uh, which is why I started paying attention. That's my hometown. So, uh, you know, I just, yeah, give it up. Um, and he was talking about how we went on one of those murder house tours. You know, you have you ever heard of one of these that you they take you on a tour of all the different houses where people were killed in especially gruesome or interesting ways? Like, this is where Baron von Theobald was hit over the head with a brick by his wife, and then she shaved off his dick with a cheese grater, you know? For example, um, somebody on the tour told the tour guide that it was his birthday, so she started working birthday-themed material into her normal murder house pitch. She'd be like, this is, yeah, exactly. Like, this is where, uh, you know, all the children in the Von Trapp family were murdered by their uh, pedophilic uncle when they wouldn't put out or because he, it was his birthday and he was horny, you know? <laughs> and I was like, that's adorable. Like, because the tour guide was trying to do that thing that you'd get at like uh, Applebee's or Chili's when they bring out the cake and everybody sings the birthday song, but she's not a waitress, she's a murder tour, so she was just doing the best she could, you know? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if other service-based industry jobs could do that? It's like, uh, well, we just got the results of your colonoscopy back and you're positive for cupcakes. Happy, happy birthday. We miss you many more. Happy, happy birthday. Your colon is adorable. All right. Uh, so uh, I, I, like Pam, have really cut back on drinking. I won't say I've stopped. I'm trying to cut back enough to, so I don't have to stop, you know what I mean? Uh, and this is the thing that made me realize I need to do that. Tell me if this has ever happened to you. You're standing in the rain. This is all perfectly true, by the way. You're standing in the rain uh, at the Taco Bell drive-thru. I'll say it again. You're standing in the rain at the Taco Bell drive-thru. You're standing in front of the intercom for about 10 minutes before the woman on the other side of the intercom says, you need to go. <laughs> And I got angry, you know, I got angry and I did go. I left in a huff, I would characterize the way that I left. And this is what I did with my drunken anger. I walked back to my car, which is 25 feet behind me, by the way. I got in my car, I went into the Taco Bell drive-thru and I ordered two beef chalupas, two separate times. I'll explain, drove in, ordered two beef chalupas, paid, got my chalupas, drove out, drove all the way back in again, ordered two beef chalupas, and I did this on purpose. <laughs> I did this because in my drunken anger, I was getting back at her by making all of them work twice as hard. Yeah. This is 100% true. Like, I ordered four beef chalupas out of spite, you know? 
ordered four, wanted two, needed zero. Okay. That was pretty good. How are we gonna how are we gonna end that? Um Sure, why not? I'll talk about this. Yeah, like, because, you know, like, that's because that's one of the ways that I'm sublimating my desire to drink and do drugs as I try to, like, become less crazy is through junk food. But my wife is really, really uh, health conscious. And it's honestly, the junk food is worse for her than the drugs. So I, but I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, preserve my brain. So I'm, like, sacrificing my body, you know? And it's like, have you ever done this, like, like hide your junk food habit from your wife? Like, I, I'll go and, like, get junk food, like, in the middle of the day when I know she's not around. And I'll, I pay in cash so that she can't see it on any of my credit cards and <laughs> eat it, eat it in the parking lot and then destroy the evidence right there. Um, that's, none of that's a joke. That's just all my sad life. All right, guys. Give it up for your host, Seven Hunter. Thank you. Hey, Hunter, you want a piece of chocolate? Hunter, you want a piece of chocolate? Uh, this is Box of Seas Candy. I'm going to bring some over around to you, our new audience members. You're signing up, yeah? Yeah, you brought three people. You're a queen. Yeah. Uh, we're here on the special Valentine's Day. Thanks so much, Hunter. Have a beautiful night with your wife. I hope that you have sex, but don't make a baby. Yay. No babies. They have a be- they have a beautiful dog, but no babies. No babies. That'll never do it. Save a marriage. So I'm gonna pass around the chocolate, and you guys should be really excited because your next comedian. He's so very very funny, and you're gonna love him. Clap your hands together for Colin Holtz. Yay! That was my impression of a GTA character doing stand-up comedy. I don't know if you ever played GTA. All right, cool. Sick. Uh, All right. Well, on that note, I've been dating a lot recently. Pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. I've been dating a lot recently. Uh, Dated this girl for a little while. First day we went on, sex. Hell yeah. All right, second date. Cuddling and making out. Still pretty good, okay? Still pretty good, sir. <laughs> Third date, though, was just a kiss at the door. A like, relationship is Benjamin buttoning. No, <laughs> oh, when I gave her a kiss at the door, though, a homeless man walked by and he was like, yeah, you two go have sex for me. I was like, holy shit, that's not a homeless man, that's a homeless wingman. We did not have sex, though, because she said she was a sapiosexual, you know what this is? It's someone who is attracted to people because they're smart. I had to look that up. (laughs) Failed that one. Like, ah, do I want my dick sucked? No, I want my mind blown. I I read the brain is the biggest sex organ you have. I smeared peanut butter on my temples, let the dog lick it off. Nothing! Just a bunch of perverts staring at me in the park. We had a problem at work, and one of my coworkers said we should put our heads together. I pulled out two helmets for protection. He was like, I'm not wearing that. I was like, fine, these are both for me. I like to double bag it. It makes me feel safer. I know you're not supposed to do that. They call me two helmets at work. (laughs) The brain is the biggest sex organ. That's got to be... Shitty for women. 
Because that means that your head is another body part that you have to shave now. Just take those eyebrows off too. I want you to draw them on so high you just have resting surprise face. Like, Whoa, I didn't know that. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, so I have bad thoughts. Not like depressing ones, just the quality is very poor. Uh, cool. Uh, I, I, I'm out of the boot. I had a boot on my foot for a while. I was on crutches for three months. I got in a motorcycle accident. I've got six screws holding my foot together. Technically, I am broken on the inside, but uh, I asked the doctor, I was like, hey, can I walk it off? He's like, no, this is an NFL-level injury, which is pretty cool <laughs> because I don't even watch football. So. Uh, and uh, I, I actually saw, it was one of the coolest things I ever saw. It was this, uh, this guy was riding his motorcycle. He was, he was steering it. And then in front of him was this woman with long, blonde hair. Longest, blondest hair I ever saw. And then she turned her head, and I was like, oh, my God, that is the ugliest woman I have ever seen. And as they got closer, it turned out to be a golden retriever. <laughs> I was like, that is a badass dog. <laughs> Got a dog in the Hell's Angels. <laughs> All right. Well, I told that to this. It must have been a Berkeley student. I don't know, because their reaction was, uh, I can't believe you gendered the dog. <laughs> I, was like, uh, I don't think the dog cares. <laughs> I think as long as you're just like, who's a good Dog. <laughs> They're going to be like, I'm stoked, dude. Hell yeah. Give me some pats. That's all I want. <laughs> Just hop off my motorcycle and give me some love, baby. All right. Uh, I, uh, I'm, at a, I'm at a point in my life where dating somebody half my age is illegal. But in six years, it'll just be gross. <laughs> On the opposite end of the spectrum, um, I've been getting hit on by a lot of cougars as well, which is cool because there's only a short time in life where you can say you get hit on by cougars, right? Because like, as you get older, they just become women. It's like, oh, all right. This one lady, the way she hit on me, she showed me a picture of her kids. They were only a year younger than I am. Like her son could clearly beat the shit out of me. Like in order for him to have an excuse to beat me up, I would have had to have slept with his mom. And at that point, I've already won, right? Like, come on, man, even your mom calls me daddy. Which technically makes me your grandfather. What are you gonna do, hit an old man? Show some respect. You can call me sir. All right. Uh. This is true. If you want to find a picture of an actual cougar online, you have to look up mountain lion. Maybe it's just my tailored search results. But uh, this makes for some really weird second grade science reports, you know, like from Canada to South America. It's a stalk and ambush predator. Here's a picture of Cindy. All white bikini. <laughs> 
Oh, Simon, we got to talk to your parents. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, did you guys, uh, we had this program on the computer. You would have to take a, a reading test every month. Yeah? It, it was like, you, just, just to make sure you're reading a book, right? Or... <laughs> That's not a book. <laughs> Oregon Trail is a great game, though. Did you ever make it to the end? Really? I think he's lying. I think he's lying. I never made it. I died every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody drowns constantly. I, I make it past the river sometimes, but everybody died of dysentery. Probably because I didn't know what dysentery was. One time I was like, fuck it, I'm going all doctors. Still never made it. They give you the three options on how to treat an illness. I pick clean and dress the wound every time. Which means I just had a wagon full of doctors wiping each other down. I'm like, don't worry, I'm going to bandage this asshole. It'll heal over. And no one had a second opinion. That's how bad these doctors were. Nobody was like, I don't think that's how you do it. They're on a wagon train. Everybody's like, these guys are fucking weird. What are they doing? <laughs> no, but we had like this uh, reading quiz that we would have to take. And I must have like left my shit logged in. I don't have a joke for this, but I left my shit logged in. And my teacher had a very serious conversation with me. She was like, hey, uh, so I noticed that your reading comprehension might not be as high as... Uh, Either of us thought. <laughs> and I had to convince her that I did not read or take the quiz for Les Miserables. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know that was a book at the time. I thought it was just a movie. I'm in middle school. What the fuck do I know? And uh, what happened? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's weird that I had to bring my mom in and... We had to have a conversation about how I did not take this quiz. Someone frauded my, frauded my account. I've had credit card charges dropped faster than, than this quiz point thing. I don't know. I know it's not funny. <laughs> but, but it will be one day. You heard it here first, <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, hey, I got this for you. Uh, do I have it for you? I don't know. You're going to hate it. I'm, I hate myself. All right. <laughs> I, I believe that racial purity is key for all races. We need to keep race so pure that our babies come out retarded. For only when we are all retarded can we truly be equal. <laughs> Hell, even my brother calls me daddy. Just like my dad before me and his before him. I come from a long line of motherfuckers. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so <laughs> incest porn huh everybody's into that apparently okay what uh i used to work at a weed dispensary 
used to work at a weed dispensary. I quit that job. Yeah, it sucked. I did it when it was still cool, a.k.a. illegal. And I quit. It was probably a real dumb job to quit. It was a work-free drug place. But uh, I quit mostly because I didn't expect to end up not liking Bob Marley and Pink Floyd as much as I did. Like, uh, my problem wasn't really with... uh, Bob Marley so much. It was more with the reggae fans. They'd come in and say things like, you have no love inside you, and you're going to hell. And I'm like, dude, all I said was I'm not going to give you any free weed. And they were the worst about it. They'd be like, come on, man, get up, give us some free weed. We're going to a concert. I'm like, dude, if you want some free weed, just go to the concert. (laughs) That's where all the free weed's going to be. Uh... I went on the reggae forums once, and everybody's like, damn, that knows, man, because that's how they type. And uh, one of the questions was, how do you feel about homosexuality? And thousands of comments were just like, Ja condemns it, and I think it's pretty gross. But I'm not judging. And I was like, what? You are the worst at not judging, man. Like, how are you so homophobic when the name of your music genre is half gay? Like, reggae is one child with a speech impediment away from being way gay. (laughs) I just listened to the way gay. (laughs) I went to way gay, bumped me up. (laughs) Pink Floyd, I don't really have a reason for not liking Pink Floyd, just my boss would play Wish You Were Here over and over and over again, and I was like, dude, I wish you were somewhere else on the dark side of the moon. Get out of here. His name was Red. That guy was a piece of shit. Uh... He he could speak pigeon. I mean, he would coo and pigeons would flock to him, not like the Islander dialect. Uh, there was this guy named Ralphie who would come in all the time, and he was a chiropractor. And one time he was about to give me an adjustment on my neck, and then he leaned in and he goes, you know, I fought numb. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Do, do I need to reschedule? Are you having a flashback right now? Oh, Ralphie. The angriest, most intense man I know who is also a homeopathic practitioner exclusively for racehorses at Golden Gate Fields. Ralphie, baby. Um... I'm going to get real, real here for a second. Uh, My grandmother is dying. Uh, She's got three different kinds of cancer. And uh, I'm like, those are genetics that I want. I'm not saying I want to die from three kinds of cancer. I'm just saying it would be nice to know that it would take more than one. (laughs) A lot of people in my family have cancer and at family gatherings like, hey, you must be getting a lot of great material. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because everybody loves jokes about cancer patients. <laughs> so I have to explain to them that a joke is the shit that life hands you plus time equals humor when they say, hey, make jokes about us. But all that comes out is probably not <laughs> in your lifetime. <laughs> and if you didn't laugh at that joke, you totally should. <laughs> Because it's what they would have wanted. 
And if you're still not laughing at that joke, I could really use your support right now. Okay, well, that, that was a reaction. <laughs> Clever hands for Colin Holtz, yay! Colin Holtz, yay! That was, that, was, that was exciting. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Christopher. Thanks, Christopher's real person friend. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for being your neighbor friend person who came by. Yay. Yay. Audience here at Mutiny Radio. Exciting stuff. Uh, yay. Your next comedian, he, it's, it's always so much fun when he's here. Um, I'll, I'm going to give him a lot of time. Thanks for coming and supporting. Put your hands together right now for Cole Chapman. Nobody has to Yeah, every all the guy, all the people who knew all the callback jokes I was gonna do just left. So, uh, uh, hey, you guys going to that Bernie party? Remember when that guy said that shit? <laughs> no, well, let me continue anyways. There's a Bernie party going on over on Mission. Uh, you guys gonna go? They're serving cookies. Sounds like a fun time, eh? No one's involved in politics. Great. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna go. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the uh, Biden party. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Joe Biden party, fuck yeah, bro. No cookies, but a lot of split pea soup. Uh, pretty much just just split pea soup, kind of a food and drink situation. It's, it's pretty cool. I don't know. I'm into it. I think it's going to be good. I don't know. You guys in, interested in politics at all now? Yes? No reaction on Bernie? Who are you voting for? Well, what the fuck? <laughs> so she says she's voting for Bernie, and then nothing. Nothing from the Bernie crowd. Unbelievable. I thought you guys were supposed to bully me on Twitter more. What the fuck? Anyways, I'm having a good time. I'm also Bernie, man. I feel like... You gotta, you gotta, you know. It's uh, interesting times we're living in. I, I work on the news, uh, so it's uh, pretty, pretty weird. You know, with this, uh, this dude uh, in the, uh, you heard this guy? This guy with the, the hair and all this? You heard this guy? You've seen this guy. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't, not a huge fan of us, it turns out. It's, it's a little weird, you know, because I grew up, I went to journalism school, right? I did the whole process, and the whole time, uh, they were telling us not to do it, but for different reasons, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was weird. Like, every class would start the exact same way. All right, the professor would round everybody up. He'd just get them real close. And he'd just lean real close and be like, uh, do something else. He'd be like, what? <laughs> like, this is journalism 101. He's like, yeah, and PR is down the hall. Way more money. Go do that. We're like, what? <laughs> All right, <laughs> I guess uh, we're going we're gonna to stick with it, teach. Uh, and back then, it was like, we're just not going to make money. Now it's like the president kind of wants to kill you. And that's like super weird. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's like... It's just odd. It's an odd situation. Mostly because, like, I thought I was going to be in some political thriller if the president wanted to kill me. You know what I mean? Enemy of the state, something like that. I'd be running like Will Smith with underwear on. That'd be dope, man. Instead, I'm just sitting at my desk, just like, you're not going to believe what this guy's tweeting. Like, it's really, it's not exciting at all. Like, and it makes it worse. I'm a social media manager. I'm not even, I'm not even an actual journalist. I know. She's like, what the fuck? You pussy. How dare you say you work on the news, you bitch. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Not you. Me. I'm the bitch. <laughs> it's crazy. Every time I tell people I work on the newspaper, same exact reaction. I'm like, newspaper. They're like, yeah, fight the good fight. We need information. Then I'm like, social media manager. Like, fuck you, bro. It's a stupid ass job. My cousin could do that job. He's eight and dead, motherfucker. How dare you do that job? I'll tell you later. Anyways, <laughs> I don't want to say it on air and then have them backtrack. Well, who cares? Uh, uh, yeah, Fox News. Absolutely. You got it. I'm actually Tucker Carlson. Surprise. Okay, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? The thing about immigrants. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's voting for Bernie. Wow, what a fucking scoop. <laughs> no, man. I, uh, 
Yeah, dude, I work on social media, you know, it's just, it's a, it's strange, you know, cause I gotta like, I'm like the youngest dude in the office, like by far, you know, and so they suck me on the social cause they don't understand it. Right. And, uh, it's just a strange job. Cause I got basically explained the internet to like 60, like you're like 60 and up like Nixon era reporters, you know, they remember like actual scandals and shit like that was going on. Like they actually had, you know, they're on fucking parking garages, trench coats, document swaps and shit, like actual shit. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you guys are not going to believe this thing about this dress, all right? No one knows what the fuck color it is. <laughs> it is it is sweeping the nation by storm. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? My story gets the most hits by far. It's like not even close. <laughs> They're like, corruption in City Hall? People are like, fuck you, this dress is gold, I think. It's all... <laughs> no time for that. Who cares? I don't know. You guys, uh, you guys read the news? Yeah, you guys... What do you... Uh, uh, here's a question for you. You guys, uh, what do you think about these clickbait articles? Think clickbait? Clickbait? You heard of this? We got a big boo. boo. We got a reluctant boo <laughs> over on this side. What about you in the corner? We got a boo. We're all unanimous on fuck clickbait. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, totally unrelated follow-up question. Anybody here pay for news? Does anybody? <laughs> ah, weird. What are we going to do about this situation? Who would have thought? <laughs> what the fuck are we going to? Just one more time. We all hate clickbait. Yeah, yeah, we all hate it. It, where no one pays for news. Okay, cool. <laughs> just what? What are we gonna do, man? This is a real. T I don't know how to solve this problem. Anyways, I'm not bitter at all. It's not like oh, <laughs> too dark. Ah, hey, here's a good joke. Make the audience feel bad. <laughs> Fun jokes for everyone. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, what? What? What else? I want to talk about this. Uh, oh yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I'm social media. It's a. It's a. It's like a. It's a stupid job. Like, I want. I would like, but I'm in the news, right? So I get to go talk about it. Sometimes I went to this conference for like new students, like trying to get into the biz. You know, the biz. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I showed up and I gave this whole presentation. Then there's like a 30 minute Q and A after, right? And the first question, this kid's up front. I think it's 19 year old kid. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you in the front. He's like, yeah, uh, uh, I got a question. Uh, your job shouldn't exist. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's not a, a like. Well, first off, real banger way to start off 30 minutes of Q and A. That's a, it's like, oh, we got a tough hole to dig ourselves out of this one. Like, that's not really a question, sir. He was like, ah, well, I guess the question is, uh, what are you doing here? I was like, oh fuck, man. <laughs> like, it just had like an existential crisis, just like right at the very start of the Q and A. You want to know what I told this snot-nosed 19-year-old piece of garbage? You want to know what I told this kid? Nothing. I agreed with him, man. I was like, yeah, man, this is a dumbass job. I don't know if I've had this for fucking six years. How crazy is that? I'm at the point where I'm just like any week now just uh, anticipating a manager just slowly walking up and just being like, uh, uh, hey, Cole, I don't want to make a scene or nothing, but we ran the numbers and uh, we found you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like what? They're like, yeah, six years, pretty good job, <laughs> pretty good streak doing a stupid job. But you're out of here, scamp. I'm like, ah, all right, well, good run. I'll see you guys later, Katie. We can probably date now. Let's do it. All right, let's have fun. I don't know, man. It's weird, you know, because uh, like everybody looks at the press, right? They're like, we want you to like back in the day, like right with Nixon and shit. It was like that was like basically what brought him down. Like you know, getting that word of mouth of the scandal kind of turns the tides. No one can vote for him. Whole thing, you know. Everybody looks at the news. The old adage is, uh, like in an interview, in an expose interview, is like you want to give them enough rope and they'll hang themselves, you know. And so like, that's what happened all throughout history. People who corrupt, they fucking expose themselves on air or something, and it all comes tumbling down, you know. Uh, but these days, people are like looking at the current situation and they're looking at us like, fucking hang the guy. 
And we're like, hey, man, do you know how hard it is to hang someone who is also a rope factory? Do you understand <laughs> how difficult this shit is? <laughs> it is very hard. Because we're sitting and we got them dead to rights on everything. We're like, not only did you do this bad shit, you tweeted it out. And you fucking went back to that tweet and you retweeted it somehow. I don't know how you did that shit, but that's a great... You tripled down on this awful shit. So we find you guilty in the court of public opinion. Do you have any last words? And we'd be like, go fuck yourself and just jump off and start running. And we're like, well, uh, hey, whoa, get back here. The, everyone's looking at us like, pull on the rope. And we're pulling on the rope, but he's just more rope. <laughs> it's a thousand yards more rope. He's over the horizon. We're like, oh, we'll just tire himself out at this point. I don't know. We're like, Literally, everybody in the news is just like, we're just going to take five on this one. Just like, oh, we'll wait this one out. Hopefully, we'll live. <laughs> we don't really know what's going on. It's strange. Anyways. Uh, that's why I smoke a lot of weed. Hey, who, hey, hey, anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Your children. Who are you guys? <laughs> How old are you guys? You all look at you read very young from here. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I feel you. Okay. So, weed, yes? No, not anymore. I won't pry. It seems, uh, <laughs> it seems like a, you know, whatever. I'm a, I, I, I do a lot of weed because I kind of, I, I do, I don't, you know. I, I enjoy weed. You can't really call it that anymore. You got to call it medicine, you know? Um, where am I going with this? Uh, I don't know. I, here's the thing. I've been smoking weed for like basically every day of my entire 20s, you know? And I still cannot, for the love of God, explain to you what good weed is. Is that weird to anybody? Like almost a decade in, I'm still like, I don't know. I, I've got no idea. It's like... The only time I realized I smoked good weed was I uh, took a hit of something, and maybe you'll relate. I took a hit of this, uh, and I felt like a king that had just been poisoned. Is this real? You know what I mean? It was like, oh, shit! It's just like fucking collapsing. My crown falling off It's not even there. I'm grabbing for a tapestry that doesn't exist. It's just a whole... Like my friends are just trying to watch planet Earth, watch like a snail crawl in slow motion, and I'm just sitting there like the uh, treasuries are flipped around every corner. <laughs> just like... Who's conspiring against the throne, you know what I mean? Anyways, uh, guys, I've been out of time, or I'm out of time. You guys have been awesome. Give it up for Pam. Yay! Yay! Cole Chapman, real news, fake news, yay! Little bit of both. Um, you have to forgive me because I forgot your name. And Andrea David. Yes, yes, see, I have to remember these things. I'm a terrible, horrible person. You're amazing because you brought three friends and we're all here and uh, we have a couple comics left. And uh, the, it's, the jar is filled with money, and I'm over the moon and so excited. And I'm dressed in my 50s outfit. I just want to address what Cole said real quickly. I smoke a lot of weed. Have you guys ever smoked so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? Does that happen? It's hot. It's cold. Ah! It's like it's like Airbnb in your own home. It's just it's so weird. Ah, what's this cat litter on the floor? I'm paying a lot of money for this. Yeah. Yay, Cole, you're the best. Yay! All right. Hey, I'm excited. We're still here. We're holding fast. And the people on the... As we know, the guys said that they listen to it all the time. I'm like, oh, my God. The Christopher guy, he's like, yeah, I've been listening to you for a couple months. And you're like, kind of like famous in my house. I'm like, what? What? You're out there listening? Oh, my God. This is amazing. So not to freak you out or anything, but people are listening. And you brought three people. You have actual friends. That's exciting. Once you start actually doing comedy, they'll, they will leave you. They will drop you like a bad habit. I promise you, once you lose your soul. Give yourself together, everybody. Give yourselves together. <laughs> Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for Andrea David. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. I'm both sad and um, happy that the guy that before me isn't here anymore because I had a funny story to follow up his... Um, 
The reason why I can't smoke weed anymore is very interesting. Um, in my early 20s, I used to date a lot of skaters. And you guys know all the uh, skater stereotypes, right? They like drink a lot, they smoke a lot of weed. Well, in order to like, you know, be on the rotation more frequently, I would also smoke weed with them. But then it got to the point where I was like smoking and dating so many skaters that um, something happened. Um, basically, I went to the gynecologist and because I was like, it's, I'm like super itchy down there, you know? And then, <laughs> um, so in the medical community, if you have a guy doctor, they have to have another uh, person there with you. So, um, before that, he was like, hey, since we're going to have a party over here, can I invite a medical student to like help um, officiate your visit? And I was like, hell yeah, I love learning, woo. <laughs> so um, this nurse, really great, she's like holding my hand. She's like, there's going to be two guys. One of them's gay, one of them's not. And I was like, cool, I'm excited. So first walks in my gay gynecologist. He goes, hey. And then. <laughs> And then he goes like, this is my friend. And then in walks in the hottest guy I've ever seen. He was six foot three, brown curly hair. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> he's hot. And then um, he's like, you know, doing the thing. And he goes like, so because of the nature of your test, we can't put lube on the um, spectacle thingy majiggies. Oh, the speculum. And I was like, oh, wow, fuck. Um, OK. And he's like, so I'm going to go nice and slow. And if you like have any tugging or anything, let me know. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, you know, he like starts going inside and he goes, oh wow, it like slipped in great. <laughs> and I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and he goes like, that's never happened before, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there's a first for everything. And then, <laughs> so then as he's like examining me, he goes, Oh, I got it. You got bacterial vaginosis. And I was like, what? And then he's like, I could smell. And I was like, oh my god, this hot guy is smelling my pussy, like, in real time. And then he goes, do you smoke a lot of weed? And I was like, maybe. Why? And he's like, I think you might be allergic to it, sweetie. And I was like, oh, cool. So yeah, that's why I don't smoke weed anymore. <laughs> I wish that guy was here, because that would have been really funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm, I'm single, but I've been trying to go on a lot more dates lately, just because I'm so tired of like, um, you know, having people at my house for free. <laughs> so um, I've been going on a lot more dates. Um, and in order to get ready for dates, I used to listen to music, but now I listen to true crime podcasts, because I, I like to be ready for any case any possible case scenario. Because like at this point, living in San Francisco, I've probably dated a bunch of like psychopaths and killers. But like now I just want to be ready for it, you know? Like if a guy leads me to the Golden Gate Park past sundown, and I leave no paper trail or signs of struggle, like that's on me. I fucked up. I deserve to die. But with starting to date, they don't really tell you how expensive it is. Like on top of like having to pay for half, um, you have to also pay for like you know subscription services to streaming sites. <laughs> like you know I have like Netflix and Chill, I have Hulu and Hang, I have Amazon Time and Sexy or Amazon Prime and Sexy Time. But lately I've been really interested in uh, Disney Plus and Thrust, <laughs> mainly because like Mickey, I live by the motto "Come inside, it's fun inside." 
Oh, God. I love that joke. Um, but I don't know if you could tell from, but I have really shitty taste in men. Um, my last boyfriend was a SoundCloud poet. And the guy after that was uh, a paramedic because I really like safe sex. Um, <laughs> yeah, woo. You know, I like dating in San Francisco, but literally, like, on dating apps, you always, like, you know, run into techies, and it's like, they know all about Bitcoin and Ethereum, but they don't know about the clitoris and perineum. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, I could show you afterwards or whatever, you know? <laughs> um, a lot of my friends have been telling me I have shitty taste in men, and they're like, you should be like us, you should go for older guys. And I was like, why would I go for older guys, you know? Like, I can go on Tinder, like, right now, and I can have, like, a frat guy, like, finger me. He might have Cheetos, but it, or uh, Cheeto dust on his fingers, but that's okay. That's how I roll. <laughs> but no, they have a point. Older guys are pretty good, because, like, I think my favorite thing about older guys is that, like, they have their own place. They have more than one towel. <laughs> like, and like older guys know what they do, you know? And like, yeah, they have wrinkles, but like where you see wrinkles, they're just simply ribbed for my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, um, I think what I also like about older guys is that they're okay with being bald. Because um, some guys that I've been dating that have receding hairlines and like, in order to cover up their forehead, they've been like having bangs. And I'm like, there can only be one person with bangs in this relationship. <laughs> Um, another thing I like about bald guys is that I usually, when they eat me out, I like to rub their heads because, known fact, um, you can harness their baldness with magic. <laughs> I, I usually go like, mirror, mirror on the bald, will I ever come at all? And usually I don't, but that's fine. I just use the wishes and I'm just, or the questions, and I'm like, you know, like, does he like me? Why did he swipe right? Why does he talk to his mom so frequently? Why does Ted Cruz look like the Zodiac Killer? Did Bush do 9-11? Who killed John Benet Ramsey, you know? <laughs> but, you know, I ask all these questions and the answers don't come. And neither do I. Which is why now I have to go on Tinder to find someone to murder this pussy. And I think that's the true crime. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony David, yay! That was awesome. Yeah, bring in the punchlines and the jokes, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm excited about your next comedian. He came, he comes all the way from like down south in the other part of the, don't you live in San, San Jose or something far away? He does. It's so amazing that you drive up here for this. Uh, you guys are gonna love him, you're gonna laugh so hard. Clap your hands together, it's Kevin Wong! Oh, thank you, thank you so much. It's I, I actually came from San Ramon today, so I know. Man, do we just learn a lot about your friend, Andrea? Is that, I had no idea, like itchiness, it might be weed, so. <laughs> no idea, okay. I, uh, are you guys out in the city too? Yes. yes, Jeez, you guys are rich. That's how I know, you guys are super rich. You know how, to me, I, like people, the way I look, I get asked this a lot. I get asked, where are you from? And I go, San Francisco. Then they go, where are you really from? And I go, Kaiser, is that? <laughs> What do you, Kaiser and Gary, what do you want me to say? Where, where are you from? That's what I really want to say. But I noticed like it, San Francisco is really for the rich people and just push out all the poor people. So I went from San Francisco and I'm just all the way down in San Jose. And so like, I'm just halfway to being poor. That's, that's part of what I'm doing right now. But it's a little bit, I don't know. 
Um, how you guys are doing pretty good. Colin's like, Hey, I bought the weed. Andrea hit me up. You might get a little scratchy. <laughs> I, uh, the other day I was sitting at a park and this actually happened. I, uh, I saw a kid on a tricycle. He just kept circling. He circled three times. Then he stopped right in front of me and he goes, hi, Jackie Chan. Hi, Jackie Chan. Hi, Jackie Chan. And I, uh, I didn't know how to react. I was pretty quiet. Same thing as you. I know it's a little bit racist. So what I did was I did the most noble thing I could do, which is I got up, got my car, and I ran him over. <laughs> I know if you ask me where does racism start, I say racism should not start at the age of six. You know, I took care. I killed baby Hitler. That's kind of what I did. So for him, to, like he lapped it three times, and he finally said it. It's like he just kind of like. Laughed at you, he goes, I think that's Jackie Chan. That's his first time. He goes, I should go say hi. Then he laughs again. He's like, nope, not now. Then he had the courage to go, you know what? I'm going to go say hi. I'm going to say it once, twice. He's still deaf. I'm going to say it a third time. Then he's like, why is he getting in his car? And he's like, oh, shit, the car's coming at me. I don't know. I just, <laughs> such weirdness. I um, Not much is going on. I, I'm getting old. I'm getting so old to the point where I have become that uncle. You know what I'm saying? It's like our parents warn us about me. They go, hey, get your shit together. Get your grades up. Get it up. You don't want to end up like your uncle. That's me. Still living in a studio apartment, you know, driving a hatchback, just living the dream. That's that's me. I'm that uncle. No 401k. <laughs> I know it's a dream. I don't know why, but no, no, I got roommates. I got, I got four. <laughs> that's, that's, I feel like, yeah, in a studio for, for, uh, four roommates that's just kind of what it's like now it's like i feel like bay area makes you want to like be friends you know you have to make friends to survive that's all it really is so one of my roommates my roommate her dog passed away her dog passed away and the dog tried to die in my space like near my bed the dog kind of like it was an old dog it went up and went your secrets are safe with me and it tried to die soil itself we tried to bring it to the hospital it it died so Dog is old. Now it's been six months, and we're looking at a new rescue dog. She wants an older dog, an old senior dog, and I don't know why they're called rescue dogs. I don't. It's like, what did we do? Like, what did they do? Like, we're, we did it. We rescued the dog. It's like we just pat ourselves on the back when we went, let's call it a rescue dog. I think there should be something more appropriate, something more like pre-owned dogs, right? <laughs> pre-owned dogs, not so hot dogs. Post puppies. I'd call them post puppies. So they, we, we, uh, we found one that we kind of like. It's a little Chihuahua. His name, uh, his name is Chico. And um, the moment we adopted Chico, uh, Chico, she goes, "We got to change his name." And I was like, "We know his name. It's not like a given name because they gave him the name Piglet." So it's been there for two months, and they go, "His real name is Chico." We just decided to change his name because he's a part of Secret Service now. And we're gonna adopt him. And she's like, "We have to give him a new name." I was like, "Why do we have to give him? A new? We know his name." Yeah, push on that ethnic stuff. So, so we decided to call him Post Puppies Malone. That's his new name. <laughs> He's getting his new face tat. Runs in circles, but he really wants to get away. It's not. <laughs> So it's it, he's he's not twelve. I swear to God, he's not twelve. He's this little thing. I'm eating. I'm standing up. The dog jumped off of a, a chair, chest bumped me on the shoulder like he scored a touchdown. I went ching yong. He just said that. <laughs> Bounced off. He goes, give me food. I was like, you're not a twelve year old dog. But this is this is what happened recently. He uh, he's been a little bit aggressive with me. It's he growls at me now. I don't know what the hell's going on. I've never like stepped on him accidentally. It, I've been so great with him. 
And I, the other day, I just decided to ignore his growling. I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. This guy's only been here for a month. I, I reached down to like hug my roommate and say goodbye. And the dog jumped up and like tried to bite me. So I'm like, all right, this is kind of a serious deal now. And I've been uh, avoiding the dog. I've called him names. I call him the uh, satanic Hispanic. That's, <laughs> that's the name I've given him. She's not happy with me. I was like, why are you, is this dog protecting you? I don't get it because you talk about killing me. I feel like this dog should actually protect me. I'm just not very happy about it. So I'm looking for a new place to live. I'm actually looking and I realize what this online stuff is. Like when you look for places like Roomies or Craigslist or all this stuff, that's just verified. It's really Tinder 2.0. It's like, you know, because I have a photo of the guy and it says they're verified. So I was like, all right, they got a Twitter account. I don't know what that means, but I could see where they're going to live. We could be roommates. We could have a nice life. It's just a little bit different. I don't know. So that's kind of what I'm going through now. It's a little rough. I don't know where I'm going to go. No idea. Satanic Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, I'm going through a new thing, the new diet. I don't know if you guys know. You've heard about this stuff. It's called fasting. Do you remember when it used to be called starving? <laughs> remember that? That's like if you can afford yoga, it's called fasting. And if you can't afford it and you're poor, it's called surviving. That's kind of what it is. But that's what I'm going through now. I, dude, I, I could be a good friend, I could be cheerful. But like in a small window, like from 6.30 to 12.30, I'm a piece of shit because I'm hungry. I'm hungry as fuck. So that's my time. Thank you guys so much. Kevin Wong came all the way in from San Ramon. I used to live in Danville. Oh, my gosh. Thank you all for being here tonight. Thanks for donating your talents and your money and your time and your awesomeness, you wonderful audience of real people that we got to bounce jokes off of. So thank you all for coming and participating. Um, it's supposed to be an open mic from 8 to 10, but I don't know if everybody's going to come. I got two comics from L.A., but we'll see what happens. It's all good. It's Valentine's Day. Whatever. I love Mutiny Radio. Thank you guys for being here. And uh, we'll be back next week with Happy Hour. Yay! It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. Thank <laughs> you.
Morning Radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? Streaming live the station. District of the Mission. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? 
tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today.